there are heaps of different ways you can be healthy and you can heal your gut. That's why I personally believe that there's no one way to heal your gut or one diet, only because I've seen it happen with people with different ways and different diets Mm. that they have healed. And so because there is so much information out there, it's like, well, what is right and what is wrong? But that's not really the the point. It's more so what do you feel is right for you and what doesn't work for you. That was a wee clip from part two of our two-part interview with Anna Van Echten, a New Zealand gut health coach with a ton of wisdom to share. I'm your host, Mark McLean, and the For Gut's Sake podcast is all about sharing positive information to help people reverse their IBS or ulcerative colitis naturally. As I mentioned in the previous episode, Anna Van Echten has walked the walk. She suffered from severe digestive issues and was diagnosed with IBS. Anna then put the pieces of the puzzle together and realised that her skin issues and all her other health problems were all connected with the health of her gut. And all of that was underpinned by this huge stress and emotional stuff that she was experiencing in her life. This week's episode is a little bit different as Anna talks about some of the key things that she teaches clients in her gut healing masterclasses. And some of this might seem a wee bit unusual, kind of like we're going off track at times when Anna discusses things like emotional eating, your self-worth and how suppressed emotions can play a part in worsening gut health issues. But listen, all of this is absolutely true. I honestly believe that these crappy physical issues that we experience with our gut health problems, they often lead to us discovering deeper blockages that we have within us, the emotional baggage that we've been carrying around and not properly realising it. That's when we have an opportunity to see what's really going on clearly within us, work through it and then we actually have this chance to transform ourselves way beyond just getting over the bloating, the constipation, food intolerances and all the other physical symptoms that we deal with. Okay, let's dive into the chat with Anna right now. Anna, I want to touch upon some of these pillars that you mentioned from your masterclass. One that really jumped out to me was the emotional eating part. This is something that's not talked about that much. I mean, we've got those sugar cravings, these intense urges to just grab junk food at times. And people are doing this unconsciously, not realising what's really driving the need to like go and grab that Mars bar or eat the packet of crisps. They don't really know what's kind of behind all of that. Let's talk a wee bit more about that. Because although people know that they need to make better food choices, it's not quite so simple sometimes, is it? Definitely. If it was easy, we would all be doing it. So when it comes to addictive foods, processed food, junk foods, eating the bag of Tim Tams, I mean, they are addictive. We do know that. But I feel that there are times where we can choose to eat those things when we are consciously doing it we're like I want to have a Tim Tam because I want to have a treat and or it's my birthday I want to eat cake on my birthday or I'm going on a date night I love going on a date night with my husband and and eating what I like and ordering dessert in a conscious way and there's no 
intense emotion with it. It's just love and we're having fun and we're enjoying it. And so what usually tends to happen is that we don't always enjoy junk food in that way. It's a, it can be a coping mechanism. You can take it out of the house if you want, which can be really helpful. But then you still have those intense emotions that you don't know how to work through or move through if the food isn't there you'll do like what I'll do if it's I'm really intensely stressed I'll drive down to the dairy and get an ice cream or lollies or I will scroll on my phone for hours instead because the emotion is still there and I don't want to feel it so if it's not food it'll it'll be something else and so what I touched on in the master class is it's really important to before the food before the eating is to bring it back to the emotion that you're feeling and what's actually going on with it if you're coming home from work and you're feeling stressed it's like okay instead of just I'm stressed I need to eat why are you stressed is it your boss is it your co-worker is it just a job that you don't love and what what can you do about it that's within your control and also not wronging the emotion like if you're feeling sad or upset or angry we tend to wrong it and go man I shouldn't feel sad right now I feel like I want to cry but I'll just eat the food instead it's like no go and cry go and and be sad and be upset and allow yourself to feel it kids are really good at feeling emotions and they have tantrums and they move their bodies and and they let it out but for adults we tend to hold a lot of emotions and we store it in our body and then it can come up as as pain and illness and sickness because emotion is just energy in motion and it's energy so it's got to go somewhere either gets released or it just gets stored in the body somewhere as pain and what I mentioned on the master class is anger can be a really big emotion for some people some people can express it but in a really harmful way and then some people want to feel angry but they wrong it and go no I, I can't feel anger because that's not good or it's not ladylike to be angry and they hold it all in and then their body feels that and it stores that anger and then it's got to come out somewhere going for the food or the alcohol or the TV, or the drugs or the gambling or something like that because we, we're usually wanting to go towards pleasure. We don't know human likes feeling pain and likes enjoying being miserable. And so I talked about like releasing anger in a healthy way, which can be just like screaming into a pillow or like hitting a pillow or something and doing that while you're on your own or listening to to music as you do it and and then crying afterwards because usually there'll be emotions underneath anger that will most likely be like hurt or betrayal or sadness or or more kind of deeper ones but we see anger on the top but then it's like what's actually going on am I hurt usually anger can can be I'm actually hurt by someone and how can I release this anger in a healthy way that's not harming anyone or that's not harming myself? Going gym, boxing is great. Going for a run, exercise, movement, something like that can be really good to help let that anger out and do some punching and some star jumps and some press-ups to really release and let that anger go. And yeah, just anything really to, to do it in a healthy way so that the, the food and the other coping mechanisms aren't an, an option anymore. So there, I like to think of it like this. There'll be things in your life 
that you don't have any desire for. You, I don't drink alcohol. I don't care about alcohol. I've even smoking. It's never been something that I've liked. I have no desire for it. My identity is if someone asks me, you want alcohol or you want to smoke? I go, no, it's, it's, I don't want it. It's not who I am. And so I want you to, to have a look with your beliefs around food as well. Because if you call yourself the emotional eating girl, or the, the fat person, or the person who is, is unhealthy, and the person who, I mean, we can still create awareness around it and not just like sweep it under the rug. We can still admit that we have may have an issue or a problem, but if you make it part of who you're being instead of your behavior, then you're going to keep that guilt cycle going and going and going, and it's going to be really hard to break until you stop actually wronging who you are and wronging your being and and get out of that guilt and shame cycle, which it's not easy to do. It takes time, but at first it, it does take acceptance for, for the situation and what's actually going on instead of fighting it and, yeah, just releasing the emotions. I had beliefs as a child. I, there were times where I was told, don't cry, like this is not the right time, you've got to hold it in and and so I was here as a kid like oh, okay I can't cry now and I would hold it in and then as a teenager and adult I I want to cry but then since I was programmed for the first seven years of my life as a child don't cry in this situation or in front of this person you've got to hold it in I would do it and it would just make me feel horrible and then I just go and eat sugar or ice cream instead because that would make me feel better Whereas now I've learned to actually let go of that identity and that idea and question it and go, is it actually true that I can't cry right now or I can't, like, is it really a bad time? Can I not just allow myself to let it out in a healthy way? And I now allow myself to cry in front of my daughter because for the first year it was hard because whenever I felt upset and wanted to cry, I would no, no, I've got to be strong for my daughter. I'm like, that's an interesting belief. I've got to be strong for her. No, no, no. And then I had to question it and be like, what is strength? Well, strength is actually vulnerability and strength is actually showing that you can allow yourself to feel and crying is okay if you do need to cry. It's just a completely different way of being that I that I am now and still learning about compared to how it was because I feel like most of us I was raised in the in the 90s but even before that most of us were really kind of taught just to be strong and brave and don't show weakness don't show emotion you just have a straight face and then it's like great but then we've got all this emotion stored in our body and then we have these secret addictions that we're so ashamed to tell people about because we need to let it out somewhere. The energy needs to go somewhere. We don't know what to what to do with it. And so we, we end up having all of these different coping mechanisms and addictions and patterns that we aren't proud of, but we're like, I don't know what else to do. I don't know how to not eat the biscuits or how to not get the cigarettes or to how not have the alcohol. We, we don't know how to because we don't know how to move through these emotions and actually stop and pause when then we have generational cycles of this of the stuff which definitely can be broken off but it's got to take awareness and openness and willing to to work through and oh my goodness it's, it's basically just going through the shit to, it's it's horrible at times but it's definitely it's worth it when you do 
go there for sure. Brilliant, Anna. Um, in your masterclass, I also liked what you were saying about the importance of trusting yourself. There were a couple of key quotes that you mentioned in that, almost like affirmations, where you were telling people to say things like, I trust the decisions I make. I know my body best. Others don't need to understand my food choices. Let's talk about how you impress that kind of stuff upon your clients. Yeah, that's another thing I strongly believe in. You can get an exercise plan or a diet from someone and it can be great, but then if you don't trust yourself, then you're going to end up sabotaging your progress because you don't trust yourself that you're actually able to follow through with your commitments or your decisions and trust that you know what's best for yourself and and for your body and because we are in a society with a lot of information there are a lot of different diets there are a lot of different ways of eating and there are heaps of different ways you can be healthy and you can heal your gut that's why I personally believe that there's no one way to heal your gut or one diet only because I've seen it happen with people with different ways and different diets that they have healed and so because there is so much information out there it's like well what is right and what is wrong but that's not really the the point it's more so what do you feel is right for you and what doesn't work for you because if there's a new fad diet or something and it could be researched to work and proven to work and heaps of people were getting results with it it's like great but then it doesn't it's not going to go into well your lifestyle and maybe you're a mom and maybe you don't get as much sleep or you've got to feed the kids as well and you've and it doesn't always fit in with your lifestyle and your needs and that's why when a diet or a fad or something comes up, it's more so like give it a go if you want to. I, you know, I love challenges and trying new things, but it's more so what is the intention of me actually wanting to do this diet or partake in it? Is it coming from a place of, yeah, I actually, I just want to try something new. I'm actually looking forward to it and I'm, I'm all good with it. Or is it because you believe that? you're in fear or lack and you don't trust yourself. And when you do this diet, then you'll be enough. And we we so often we put our happiness in the future. When I lose the weight, then I'll be worthy. Or when I finally stick to my diet, that's when I'll be worthy of love. Or if only I could find the right guy or relationship. But in order to do that, I've got to make sure I fix myself first. We're constantly putting our worth in the future, when I get that, when I get the money, when I get the dream body, when I get the the dream career, then I'll be worthy. It's like, no, you've got to actually trust yourself now, feel that you're worthy now, even though you may not have all the evidence that you want, but it's actually leading with faith over fear. We're not going to all be understood and we're not going to always have conversations with people that go, hey, I, I don't agree or understand, but go you do what you want we're, we're going to be faced with people who go why that's a stupid idea you're dumb that's not healthy that's risky and so if you can still back yourself and trust yourself no matter what and know that whatever decision you choose because for a lot of people it's fear of getting it wrong or fear of making the wrong decision I believe that life and life there's all everything's either um, a blessing or a lesson so just trusting yourself in your decision and 
it it can be hard at first. Like my 20-year-old self, if I would have trusted my intuition and my gut feeling, it would have said just eat more sugar and, and eat more ice cream. But that wasn't actually the core being or essence of me. That was That was just my head talking and wanting a quick fix. So it's good to get clear as well because sometimes in our mind, our mind is saying, you know, just just quickly take the painkiller or just eat the whole bag of, of junk food or just stay in that toxic relationship to stay in it. And we've got to actually think, is this me speaking from what I really truly want and the advice I would give to a child or is this me speaking through fear and stress and through anxiety because we can have two different sides speaking to us and saying things and sometimes the the thoughts can be quite quite detrimental and toxic and negative and we've got to really think of okay well is this actually what I really want to do or is this just my coping mechanism or is this just my addiction speaking and wanting another quick fix like if that wasn't there if that part wasn't there right now what do I really want and usually it's like I I just need a hug from someone or I actually want to go and tell my mum that I love her because I never have or I need to go and sort out the conflict in my relationship. I need to learn how to communicate better with my boss. I need to tell my coworker what I actually really think because I keep people pleasing and telling her things that want her to that she wants to hear and I really need to just speak my truth here and put boundaries in. Those are usually the things that we need to do. And when we get really like into it and, and deep and figure out what it is we want to do, then doing that thing can make all of the difference. So we don't end up needing to always go for the the, the addictions and the coping mechanisms and always trusting other people's decisions apart from ours. So Anna has just been talking about the importance of trusting yourself and listening more to your intuition, but she's now about to speak about something which I think might really get you thinking. So when you're trying to figure out your gut health problems, you try so many different things to get well again, don't you? For me, it was trying lots of different diets, signing up to online programs or listening to countless experts on YouTube talking about how to improve digestion or what supplements to take. But sometimes that advice just doesn't sit right with you, does it? Even though an expert might be telling you one thing, sometimes your gut tells you something else. And that's the thing. Gut healing can occur in so many different ways. What might work for one person might not be the same road that you'll go down. So here's Anna's take on it all. And I always like to say I love having coaches and mentors and I love learning from other people who have gone before me. But I now know that I don't have to take on everything that they teach me because I'm I'm a mum, I've got another baby on the way and sometimes the way they teach, I'm like, that, that would be perfect for me before I was a mum, but now it doesn't really fit in. And they may not know what that's like. And I've got to be like, okay, they're saying that based on their own experience without having kids. I have kids, so that doesn't really fit with me. I'm not going to take that on board and I'm going to be okay with that rather than trying to fit in a square and one of those kids' toys into the star part and then fit the star into the circle part and it's not going. It's you're trying to fit it in. It's it's actually thinking about what advice do I want to take on board and what parts do I want to be okay with just leaving or not agreeing with or not needing to take on board on my life 
right now. Like there'll be things that I do now that five years time, I'll look back and be like, oh, that's just not for me anymore. And I look back five years ago, I'm like 2017, 18, there are things that I, that's not me anymore. And so we're always evolving and changing and information is always evolving and changing all the time. So if we can learn that, we can adapt to that, but just go within and do what's best for us. Then we're not constantly getting our validation from external sources and needing other people to to give us permission to to live our our best life and to take action. We already intuitively know what is best for us. It can just be a bit clouded sometimes and needs a bit of tuning and a bit of work. But I feel like we do know it. Now let's wrap things up with one final question. What's the best piece of advice that you would give someone who's maybe just been diagnosed with IBS or some other gut condition? They're trying to figure things out. What's the single piece of advice that you would give them? Let the the emotions sink in first because you may be quite devastated or upset or maybe you might be happy because finally I got a diagnosis, finally. Allow yourself to feel that and not wrong yourself for it as well because I believe that the body gives us signs all the time just like when your gas is low and the petrol light comes on. We don't look at it and go, oh, man, we mucked up again like I'm such a failure. It's like, no, this is a, here's an orange light to tell you that we're getting low. That's all it is and you can, you got, you got to fill up your tank. So, when you are diagnosed with something, maybe you might not have been aware of it, but the body will usually give us symptoms or or tell us in some obvious ways or sometimes really subtle ways of what's going on. And when we listen to that and go, man, how did this actually come about? Because quite often people say, oh, I'm, I'm sick and I'm tired all the time and I have fatigue and constipation, but I don't know why. And I'm like, okay, let's get really clear. Why do you think this is coming up? And take a few deep breaths and they're like, oh man, life right now sucks. And they'll tell me why. And I'm like, can you see how there's a connection there between what's going on with life and what's going on with your health as well? And you know what's going on, but you've been too too caught in the busyness and the stress and the overwhelm of a fast-paced life that you haven't sat down and actually thought about what's actually going on right now. So it would be just to process it and and sit with it and think about what's actually going on in my body that isn't physically present because tests that you get in scans show the physical body, blood tests, physical, but they're not going to show up what's going on mentally and emotionally and how you're feeling in those tests and in those scans. So you've got to really feel into it, but just ask yourself questions and what's actually really going on and why am I test coming back like this? And what would my body be saying to me right now? And just sit with it for a while don't try and fix it and go straight until we got to fix this fix this fix, fix this because if you want to fix something it's it's showing you that you're broken and you're not broken it's just your body giving you a a sign and showing that something just needs attention so your, your gas tank needs filling up if you look at it that way it doesn't feel so wrong and make you feel like you're such a failure of a of a human instead yeah what's your body telling you thanks for tuning in to this one guys if you want to learn more about Anna and connect with her online then just search for Anna Van Ecton that's E-C-H-T-E-N on Instagram and Facebook 
I'll also include the direct links in the show notes too. So, have a belter of a day, catch you in the next episode. <laughs>